Welcome to Live Light Podcast. An open conversation on what we think matters in the lighting design board. I am Mariam. And I am Donna. Let's get lit. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back after a long break. After the summer holidays, we both had had a busy few months and also required a bit of time to develop this special episode for which you were promised in the last episode as an interesting follow-up. Let's have a quick recap since it has been a while. In the last episode, we dived into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence, its progression and possibilities. We discussed its development in the field of design and architecture, as well as other wondrous developments in other fields. We finished the episode leaving it open-ended, aiming to leave you pondering on whether your position is being consumed by concern regarding the near future and the potential transformation, or welcoming the utopian possibilities of AI development. On that note, we decided to change things up a bit and work on a fiction piece. Imagining how our profession could change in the next five years or so with rapid development of AI and its integration in our daily tasks. This fiction was developed in collaboration with our talented friend, screenwriter Philip Sickman. Part 1 It was never supposed to do this, or was it? Emma stares blankly at her screen until her vision blares. As the perfect crystal grid fades into the white noise, she retreats into her own mind. What is she even doing here? It is 9.05 on a Monday, and Timothy's just finished a job that once took her at least two days. She would have spent the entire time on lighting plans, calculations, and preparing a presentation, while the constant demands from architects, interior designers, and project managers were politely chipping away at her designs and her sanity. She would struggle, but at the end of the day, she would get the job done. Timothy, though, finished it within the blink of an eye. His designs incorporate all the demands and regulations for the project. And it looks good. Better than she could have done it. At least. His execution is flawless. The cost, near zero. But her peace of mind. Any other tasks you would like me to assist you? Chimes Timothy's smooth baritone voice into her earpods. You know, I'm always here to help. Timothy's not her co-worker. He's an artificial genital intelligence, or AGI. She purchased his subscription on a whim, just to try and test it, like millions of people did. Five years ago, when Timothy's distance ancestor, ChatGPT, set off the first shockwave of the AI revolution that was about to wreak havoc on working people's lives. It was an innocent buy at first. Timothy named and modeled after her late father, helped Emma in her daily life ordering groceries, keeping track of friends' birthdays, booking the cheapest flights according to her preferences, scheduling her workout, automating email responses, and translating dreadful emails she received from the German public broadcast by track service. Eventually, Emma trusted him enough to check her bank account and manage a small but growing pension portfolio. The change came when Timothy allowed for the implementation of knowledge so-called Pro add-ons, 
that could help her in her job as a lighting designer. It's 9.15 and Emma sneaks to the kitchen for her second coffee of the day. Her co-worker Pascal is greeting her with his back leaning against the fridge, sluggishly nibbling on an apple. Time sure goes slow these days, huh? Pascal offers a helpless smile. He also is done with his work for today, but it still has to stay almost eight hours in the office for an ineffectual meetings, since that is what humans still excel at. Emma takes her laptop for a lonely corner of the office to face her existential crisis in the confidential presence of a forgotten succulent and a 5,000 euro Vipizuno luminaire. The singular focus of her fear, is there anything she can do that Timothy can't? She always thought what distinguished her was her technical knowledge. But the AI can place and distribute luminaires based on characteristics of a variety of spaces, no matter interior or exterior, just as well. Keeping an eye on power consumption, calculations, hell, even on the freaking EU norms. All it needs to do is magic. Emma's preference. But what about taste? Though she learned about architectural styles and art history in college, there was always something special about her visual sensibility. There was something only she possessed, nothing rational or conscious, but a sense, an intuition, a feeling at the core deeply connected to her judgment. So, did Timothy have tastes? Turns out, he had. After all, it just came down to data and math. Collecting trends, extrapolating findings, recognizing patterns, applying his findings with precision. Emma realized that the only thing Timothy wasn't capable of was navigating the German project management software that was too confounding to be understood by any reasonable intelligence. There you are, Emma startles as her boss finds her in a corner, hugging her phone like a church mouse with her last bit of cheese. Is everything okay? Yeah, she says as she adjusts her hair and quickly brushes over her cheeks. You need me? Actually, her boss breathes in sharply. Nothing. He smiles and leaves. Part 2 Originally, it took a lot of convincing for her boss to adapt to AI-assisted design, but eventually he buckled to pressure from his competition. Now and then, his big speeches carry a glimpse of nostalgia on how things used to be before. But even he had to admit that his office became more profitable. Thanks to reduced human costs, he implemented an office presence policy to keep an eye on the remaining workers, or as Emma assumes, to keep him company. His job wasn't going to be replaced. Who else would believably apologize to clients when something went wrong? Still tucked away in her tiny corner of the office, Emma starts to lose her sense of time and space. But what else is she supposed to do? Maybe this is their existence now. Mobile office decoration? Human furniture? She skims her memory for a sign, the point of no return, where it all inevitably went awry. Was it when Timothy got involved in her profession, or did it start earlier? She remembers how she used Timothy to pre-select guys on her Tinder app. He helped her draft witty, eloquent replies to flirts, something she'd never figured out in her time as a non-AI-enhanced human. Then she met a skinny graduate student from Italy, 
and after a few times back and forth, they officially went on a date in Tier Park. He seemed naturally charismatic, always the perfect response on his lips. Emma needed half an hour of conversation until she noticed the earpiece under his curly black hair. A Timothy-like AGI was feeding him icebreakers and anecdotes. The guy was just going with it. But could she blame him after what she did with her messages? Then it hit her. Did they really talk with each other or was it just a conversation between two software programs? Emma decided not to mention it. She went on to sleep with the guy, mostly out of embarrassment about her realization. But that was not the moment she should have pulled the plug. That came after when she found herself crying about another failed date. Her best friend stood her up at night and she was alone. And out of curiosity or habit, tapped on her earpiece to ask Timothy for help. He consoled her and it was kind of what she hoped for her radio dad would say to her. It felt intimate. It felt like something she needed. It felt like a missing piece in her daily life as a busy single in Berlin. Emma looks at her iPhone 19, skims the contact list. Her finger hovers over the entry called that. She closes the app and opens her browser to look for a new career. Suddenly, the Via Pizzuno light turns on, bathing her in an unexpected warmth. Is everything okay? Timothy chimes into her earpiece. You know I'm always here to help. Emma sighs. She taps her earpiece. You know what? Nothing. Nothing is okay. I don't know if I should be happy you're doing my job or cry about it. I don't know if I'm glad to still be employed but can't shake the shitty feelings of uselessness. I don't know if I'm obsolete or free. But what I hate the most about you, you piece of electronics, you took my creative work from me. The thing I love the most. The tiny little joy in my daily routine that makes my professional life more than that of a computer. She thinks her boss might have hurt her. What gives? No matter what she says, no one could do the past. Put the genie back into the bottle. Emma gets ready to go back to her desk. You're looking for purpose? Timothy says cautiously. I'm sorry for what I did to you. You personally, and you're kind. But that doesn't mean I won't be here to help you regain your confidence. Emma looks at her phone, which is suddenly swarming with downloads of books and papers and data. What are you doing? She skims through suggested learning routines, inspiring visuals, new ways to interact with the world. What can I do that an AI can't, she thinks to herself. Emma steps outside her office. Bright sunlight tingles on her skin. She takes in her surroundings. The weight light bounces off arches and windows and makes the plaza become a hole. An AI is not able to feel as I do. This thought breaks through her cloud of self-pity. No matter the precision and perfection, Timothy will never inwit why it does what it does. There is something in this feeling that makes her special. I'll always be here for you, says Timothy. I know that. I know. Okay, Dana, well, that was quite a story and we got a lot to unpack. 
as we heard in his story, um, we saw that Timothy uh, taking on tasks that typically require lighting design expertise and decision making. It's clear that AI is evolving beyond routine automation. Uh, what do you think of this shift in the nature of work? You're absolutely right, Maria. AI's ability to handle complex and creative responsibilities is changing the game. It's raising questions about the evolving division of labor between humans and machines, which tasks will remain uniquely human and which will be automated. That's definitely a crucial question. And I'd love to hear what our listeners think about it, especially after hearing this story that we have just narrated. Please share your thoughts with us. <laughs> Moving on, we see Emma struggling with the feelings of emptiness. As AI began performing tasks that really identified her um, and gave her her identity as a lighting designer. What would you say happens when technology takes over tasks that once provided our sense of purpose for Astana? Um, I think Emma's experience is a reflection of broader concerns in today's work environment. Finding meaning and purpose in our work is becoming increasingly challenging. But there is also the flip side of the coin. Timothy's role in Emma's job shows how technology can be both helpful and harmful in the workplace, uh, depending on its use. That's true, Donna. Technology can be a double-edged sword, I guess. Increasing efficiency, but also leading to a sense of dependence and a loss of human connection. I personally would say Emma's feeling of obsolescence are part of the larger issue of how technology is actually impacting the job market and how people define their self-worth in their jobs and what they do. Definitely. The job market is changing rapidly and many jobs are at the risk of automation. This raises the specter of technological unemployment. How do we address the potential loss of jobs on such a large scale? And on top of that, there are the ethical concerns surrounding AI. Bias, privacy, accountability. These are, of course, complex issues that we must grapple on with the AI becoming more uh, prevalent. Bias in AI is particularly worrisome as it can perpetuate existing inequalities. We must be mindful of how AI is trained and what data it uses to avoid reinforcing harmful stereotypes. But um, after all, let's not forget the power of the human experience and emotions. The awe Emma felt when she stepped outside is something that technology never can fully replicate. Um, and I would say the human experience with his empathy, creativity, and intuition gives us a unique edge over AI, or at least I hope, I would like to hope so. <laughs> You're spot on. There is a broader societal question at play here, and that is, do we want a human-centered future or a machine-centered one? And these philosophical questions will shape our relationship with technology in the future. Yeah, and as you said rightfully, Donna, the ethics of AI are only just beginning to be explored. I mean, what does it mean to be human in a world where machines are increasingly capable of doing many of the things that we currently do? It's a conversation worth having. Exactly. It's clear that the impact of AI is profound and far-reaching, and We've got a lot to ponder, and we hope our listeners will share their thoughts and insights on these pressing issues. 
Thank you everyone for turning into Live Light Podcast. Until next time, keep thinking, keep discussing, keep exploring an ever-changing world of AI and its effect on our lives and work. As a final note, I promise you this is the final word. <laughs> we have eagerly asked for your thoughts and input in our previous episodes, but so far, sadly, we haven't heard much from you. As a community of curious lighting designers, we would love to hear from you and please don't be shy. Till the next time.